Hey, thanks for downloading this podcast. If you want to listen live, be sure to download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Thanks for listening and enjoy the show. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis, along with Fantasy Taz. We always have the occasional time to get Taz in as a co-host, so he'll be filling in today for Dr. Roto from 2 to 3 p.m. Eastern, talking football. Taz, what's going on? Hey, Adam, how you doing? It's, uh, at least we got a good Thursday night football game to talk about. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it feels like we're always criticizing Thursday night football. We're getting a lot of... <laughs> And rightly so. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing, though. From the NFL perspective, I kind of understand why they do it. And, you know, a lot of times we don't know whether these matchups are going to be good or bad. Although we, I think it was predictable that Jacksonville, Tennessee would have been pretty boring, which I feel like, is it me or we've had that game every Thursday night for like three years? It sure seems that way, doesn't it? It's either Thursday night or a Monday night, isn't it? Those bad games never seem to happen on Sunday night. No, they certainly don't. But, yeah, I mean, the Thursday night, they know people are going to watch. So I kind of have a feeling they're like, "Uh, you know what? We don't need to put the best games on here because people are watching regardless. Well, it really comes down to that's where they try to fit in all the teams that they have to get in one national game in every year. And that, you know, that's where Thursday night really comes into play is trying to fit those teams in so that everyone gets a chance to be on national TV at least once. Yeah, my friend texted me last week, Monday night, like, why are the Redskins on uh, Monday Night Football? I'm like, every team gets a national game, at least one. So, yep. just going to have to deal with it. But let's take a look at this game. So, the Eagles win 34-27. There's a lot to take away here from a fantasy perspective. Let's start with Carson Wentz. He was 16-27, only 160 yards, but he did have three passing touchdowns, only 5.9 yards per pass attempt. Were you encouraged with this performance by Carson Wentz? No, not really. Uh, yeah, look, it, it, against this Green Bay defense, which has been playing pretty good, it's not a bad game. But this is a guy that, you know, a couple of years ago, everybody was touting to be the MVP of the league. And, you know, I, I know the three touchdowns are good, and that's fine. Uh, but, you know, 160 yards. Look, ultimately they got to win. So it's a good game, and you can't really – it's hard to criticize them for getting the win. But as from a fantasy perspective, we still wanted to see him put up some more yards. Yeah, that's certainly true. Uh, Green Bay has been solid defensively, but they really haven't been tested when you look at some of the teams no. they play. So Mitch Trubisky, uh, yeah, I'm sure you're not getting a big game. Yeah. <laughs> Kirk and Cousins. then, of course, Minnesota and, De- and Denver, yeah. Yeah. So The elite you know, Joe Flacco. Yeah, exactly. So we knew <laughs> that the defense was improved, but you know, this kind of showed there's still a lot of work to be done on the ground. A Taz, man. So last night, uh, you know, I see Jordan Howard going off, and I'm like, ah, all right, whatever, because I did have to play Miles Sanders in a league or two. So Jordan Howard's putting up these numbers. I'm frustrated. Then I get a text from my friend who we share a team with. We're going against Jordan Howard. I was like, you have got to be kidding me. Is there anything (laughs) worse, I mean, besides getting kicked in the nuts, of seeing Jordan Howard scoring three touchdowns against you in fantasy that someone actually started him? I actually started him all over the place. Well, you have played uh, not, hey, leagues. Can you give me? Can you give me some comparisons of you who you play Jordan Howard over, so we can get some context here? 
I know uh, you, let's you see. probably I'm don't remember everything offhand, but give me like you know just to get an idea because you got to. Uh, they tweeted it out like the Jordan Howard percentages have started across platforms, and it was pretty much ten percent or under. Now I uh, we know anyone who follows Fantasy Taz over the years, and I've known him for a long time. We played in a lot of leagues together. We play in a lot of deep formats, so I have to admit I have some situations where my running backs are bad, and if I had Jordan Howard. And a few of them, I might have actually been forced to play him last night. But still, he's not really a, a consensus start unless you're playing in a deep league. It really it didn't even come down to me to, to that for me. It really came down to the fact that I was worried about Sanders after him putting the ball on the ground. The, the worst thing a rookie can do to stay on the field is put the ball on the ground, especially one who's known to have that issue. So I was really concerned because he kept putting the ball on the ground last week that they would go to Howard in this one. Howard would have a bigger role. Did I think he'd get three touchdowns? Heck no. Did I think he'd catch a ball for a touchdown? Hell no. <laughs> Not even close, but I'll take it. Uh, but I did start him you know, over some guys that other people would consider startable. I started him over, uh, let's see, I started him over, well, I started him over Miles Sanders. Sanders in two leagues. I started him over David Montgomery. I started him over uh, uh, Devontae Freeman. Um, You know, so I, but these are guys that have been underperforming and I I went, I went trying to, to hope, look, Philly still has one of the best offensive lines in the game. So all he got to do is get close, give him the, you know, the short touchdowns. And I thought I was good. Did I think he would have the game he had? I didn't think he'd have the game he had, but I'm certainly glad he did. Yeah, and, you know, he had 15 carries for 87 yards. That's 5.8 yards a pop. He also had three receptions for 28 yards and a touchdown, obviously wide open on that touchdown, and we usually don't see him much involved in the pass game. And it's not like Miles Sanders was bad either. I mean, he was on the field for the first play of the game, but you do see his vision, you know, the the play where he was – uh, broke free like he broke back inside and I didn't understand why he just didn't go towards yeah, right. the sideline right like I so yeah, I exactly. think that, that so I think his vision is part of the problem obviously the fumbling issue which was a problem at Penn State and we saw last week uh, but you do see some of the explosiveness as well as on the kickoff return and you know he had 11 carries for 72 yards but he didn't catch a pass so he you know wasn't great but you could see that there's ability here and, you know, it, it, I, and I wrote it. I put him in the sneaky starts, and I said, look, there's risk here. But, uh, and I think that's how it is going forward. Now, with Jordan Howard, do you feel comfortable starting him, or is it just kind of based on the matchups going forward? Look, I want to believe in Jordan Howard. The kid is a good runner. He, he, he's gotten such a bad reputation for because Chicago didn't use him correctly last year. Two years before that, he was a thousand-yard runner both times. And even last year, when he had a down year, he still had over 900 yards rushing. So with this offensive line, I figure they got to keep getting him involved. Uh, I like Sanders, but because of all the things you're talking about, we know he's explosive. But there are times when he dances too much behind the offensive line. There are other times where he just doesn't seem to see the hole that's developing right in front of him. And then the fumbling issues. So that those are like the, the kiss of death to rookie running backs. So I, I do think that Jordan is going to have a bigger role going forward each and every week just because I think he's safe. He does what they need him to do. He's not as explosive as Sanders, but he's safer. Yeah, and I think obviously a lot of people do want to see Sanders get more touches, but this is kind of what the – Eagles do it. They're backfield, and we knew it. We have seen less Darren Sproles. He only had one carry for four yards and barely involved in the pass game with no targets. But it's clear that the Eagles are going to continue to 
rotate this backfield. Lots more ahead when we return. We'll take a look at the receivers for the Eagles as well as the Green Bay side of what it means for your fantasy football team going forward. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. The morning line. The Eagles get the kickback and watch uh, Danny Dimes and company take on Washington. Dallas uh, take on the New Orleans Saints. What is it going to be? What is going to happen to the NFC East? It'll be interesting now that Philadelphia has gotten back on track. They'll have a little extra time to heal up, get some of their guys back. So they're sitting pretty right now at 2-2 two and two in that NFC East division. Weekday, 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Sumo TV, channel 719. Made Sailors is the leading cleaning service in New York City and Boston. We service homes, offices, corporate apartments, and Airbnb turnarounds. Give us a call or a text at 212-299-5170 to book now. That's 212-299-5170. Use the promo code FNTSY for 15% off your first cleaning. For more information, go to madesailors.com. That's madesailors.com. What's your IRS problem? Do you owe back taxes? Is there a lien placed on your property? Have your bank accounts been frozen or seized? Have your wages been garnished? Are you being audited by the IRS? Are they sending you letters that demand actions and have urgent due dates? Well, solving your tax problems is as easy as calling Taxes 321. The IRS is the largest collection agency in the world. You need the best representation to give you peace of mind. You need experienced professionals that can cut through the red tape and stop the collection process. If you have a serious problem with the IRS, call the Taxes 321 network today. We'll get them off your back. 800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631-800-961-3631. Are you ready for the nation's first and only free 24-hour network dedicated to you, the betting and fantasy sports enthusiast? SportsGrid will provide you with real-time content, statistics, and gaming intelligence unlike anything you've ever seen before. Located both in the heart of New York City and inside the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands, SportsGrid is live 18 hours a day, here to serve you, the fanatic. This is SportsGrid. Get on the grid. Fantasy. Freestyle. I think the Chargers are the exact kind of team that flying west to east could lay an egg. I think this could be them laying an egg and still squeaking by. I'd bet the Dolphins money line almost every game and then hope it happens early in the season. This is one of those chances. Now, don't get me wrong. I think the Chargers win this game, but I do think this one is going to be closer than 15 points. I'll take Miami plus the 15 points. Monday and Thursday, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern on FNTSY Radio and on Zumo TV, channel 719. Back here, it is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis along with Fantasy Taz. He's with me until 3 p.m. Eastern. You usually hear him weekly, and it's always good to get the opportunity to co-host with him. I've known Taz for a while now. We've played in a lot of leagues and good football minds, so follow him on Twitter, at Fantasy Taz, if you're not already. Uh, you could check out his work, ffchamps.com. Check me out at fulltimefantasy.com. My Week 4 Deep Sleeper article is up. We have our stardom sit 
as well as our stock watch. And if you have any questions, you could always ask them on the message boards and forums anytime you want. We're uh, taking a look at last night's football game, an actual entertaining, competitive, good football game played on a Thursday night, which we haven't said much as the Eagles beat the Packers 34-27. So Alshon Jeffrey returned in this game. I don't know. He didn't look 100% as he's dealing with a calf injury. He had nine targets, did have three for 38 and a touchdown. I'm a little surprised they kind of pushed him to play. I know Deshaun Jackson was out, and you have to hope as a Jeffrey owner that he did escape and is fine. Obviously, has the 10 days to rest. But uh, is Jeffrey someone that we kind of just pencil in our lineup going forward? I, I He's not a guy I pencil in every week. It really depends on my options. Usually teams I have him, he's at best my wide receiver three, in some cases even my wide receiver four if I went wide receiver heavy early. So he's not always a guarantee for me. But you're right. I didn't think he was 100% yesterday either. I think they just pushed him back because they felt they needed him against this Green Bay offense, especially with Deshaun Jackson out. Aguilar and J.J. uh, Ortega-Whiteside both dropping key passes last week. I just thought they felt they needed the relative safety of having him in there. Yeah, Zach Ertz, 7 for 65, so solid day in a PPR form, and especially the tight end position. Dallas Goddard did score a touchdown, and you know a lot of people did draft him late as a tight end, too. I mean, for me, I, it's a, it really he really needs an Ertz injury to be big. But I don't know. Wait, so based on the tight end position, because it's pretty bad, I mean— it's risky because you're really depending on a touchdown. But we all, I, I think when I write up these like deep tight ends, it's always dependent on a touchdown. I don't know. Right. I haven't gotten to the point where I feel comfortable, like if I was really hurting a tight end, to start Goddard. But I guess you could make a case for it. What do you think about Goddard uh, on a weekly basis? I love Goddard. I think this kid is going to be the next beast at tight end. But you're right. With Ertz sitting in front of him, he's very hard to count on each and every week. They do run a lot of 12 personnel, which means he's on the field a lot. But he is doing a lot of blocking. Um, So that really curtails how many actual routes he's going to run. So, look, I I think the kid is going to be great. But right now, on an every week basis, no, he's not that guy yet. He's not at that point where they're making sure he's constantly getting six, seven, eight targets a game, which is what he's going to need to have any kind of fantasy value if he doesn't score. Um, so to me right now, he's not a guy I'm, I'm looking to start. He is the kind of guy where if you're totally screwed and you got guys that are hurt and, and guys on bye week, you throw him in there and pray to the gods he scores. But outside of that, he's definitely not an every week starter yet. Agree. He's just basically on the wrong team. If he went to like almost any other team that didn't have a top tight end like Ertz, we would be ranking him, you know, top five, top seven every week. But unfortunately, he is there in Philadelphia. Not surprisingly, Nelson Aguilar, one target, no receptions, no yards. He was a hot waiver wire pickup last week and came through. And, you know, I'm always reminded at times why we have this position and why people come to us. My friend texted me yesterday his lineup, and he's like, oh, so what, what would you change? He had Nelson Aguilar in his starting lineup, and on the bench, McCole Hardman, DJ Moore, Demarcus Robinson. And I said, there's no, no. way you can play Aguilar. <laughs> he took him out, and he's like, oh, you are right. Now, in the league we play together, which is a little bit deeper, and we really don't have as many options, uh, he had to play Aguilar. <laughs> so, because he's like, this is not for our league. This is a different league, you know, because I, I, I don't know about you. If someone plays in a league with me, I will not give them advice. Will you? If someone in your league, like, you know, a friend or whatever, and you play against them in a league, would you give them advice? I won't. Yeah, I do. 
You do? I do. <laughs> yeah, that, right. yeah. You know what? I play fantasy football for the fun of it, for the camaraderie. You know, I know it. it a lot of people play it for the money, and I, you know, I have plenty of money leagues. I'm not saying I don't. Oh, but I thought I you were going to say you have plenty my, of money. I thought you said no, plenty of money. Yeah. I was like, hey, Taz, no, 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 I'm not baby. saying that. <laughs> Definitely not saying that. My wife's got all the money. Oh, um, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, you know, I, I like it. I do this, and I do what we do here because I like helping people. I like trying to give them the knowledge that I, I think I know. <laughs> well, I look, I do think it's fun. I'm kind of cut though, man. I hate to lose. So if someone's in my <laughs> league, I just, I can't, man, I can't do it. I want to win. Uh, obviously if it's someone who is a subscriber, then yeah, I mean, I won't know if you're in my league, but even if you said, Hey Adam, I'm in your league in the, uh, FF, the, the online championship. And he asked it on the message board. Obviously I have to answer. I might stay away and be like, Hey doc, Sean, could you pick this up? I don't want to answer this guy, <laughs> but obviously it's ultimately what I have to do. But as a friend, you know, in, in a league and we're playing for money. Nah, I'm not going to help. Sorry. That's a difference uh, between me and you, but that's all good. As long as they're uh, not playing me that week. That, all that, yeah, that's nah, nah. Total points matter, man. I, I'm glad the guy had Aguilar in our league at least, but uh, I didn't look <laughs> at his lineup. But he just said, you know, he didn't have that many options. And yeah, our league is a little bit deeper. And I don't even know if the one he sent me was 10 or 12. But uh, yeah, Aguilar was. It was an easy call not to play him. I'm not saying that because he had no receptions. I don't remember one question where Aguilar was asked where I recommended him with Alshon back and you know Goddard getting healthier, like. I don't see how you could have played Aguilar last night. I didn't. <laughs> I made sure he was out of all my lineups, and I played him heavily the week before. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I no, mean, I, last, I, yeah, I, I, last I'm week I'm with was you. Easy. I didn't like him this week at all. <laughs> On the Green Bay side, obviously, the big story here is Devontae Adams. I mean, it was an easy call that he was going to bounce back. You know, I wrote in the stock watch, buy low if you could, and it's not – it was an easy call. I mean, Adams had two tough matchups in the first three weeks, actually three tough matchups. He only had four targets last week against Denver, and they talked about getting him the football, and clearly he just broke out in a big way. Ten catches, 180 yards on 15 targets. Unfortunately, had to leave this game in the fourth quarter, and he said it's turf tell, which usually is not good. We don't know if he will miss time. My guess is he probably will. I mean, you could see he was limping. It's painful. So this really sucks for Devontae Adams owners. It really does. And you're right. It was an easy call. Look, he is Devontae Adams. So it's not like you're going to sit him anyway. But, you know, it, and it wasn't like they were talking about getting him the ball more. Aaron Rodgers did. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers came out and said, we need to get Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham the ball more often. And guess who had the most targets last night for the team? Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham. You know, when, you're, when your quarterback comes out and says that, and he's a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers who, you know, he, he's the guy in charge. He doesn't care who the coach is. He's the guy in charge. And that's how he feels about everything. If he comes out and says he's going to get Devontae Adams and Jimmy Graham the ball, you better believe he's going to do that. Yeah, and Adams, too, you know, was talking to some people early in the week. There were 0-3 teams that had Adams that were struggling. And, you know, I said, hey, if you're – doing well you know that's those are the teams to target you know oh and three there's a sense of panic and if a guy has Devonte adams and he hasn't scored a touchdown in the first three weeks and he's looking at like i gotta get a win sometimes you could take advantage now every person who listens or reads things has a different skill level but we're trying to cater to a wide audience so that's kind of the reason there but anyone who knows any football knew this matchup against the eagles too the eagles can stop the run 
They are horrible against the pass. They're banged up in the secondary. So, yeah, that was an easy call there. Now, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he wasn't great the first two weeks. Part of it was they were playing with leads. If you remember that game against the Vikings, they had 21 points. I don't know if it was in the first quarter or first half, and they didn't score the rest of the game. They've been conservative, but obviously he had to do more in this game. 422 passing yards, two touchdowns a pick, and he ran for 46 yards. This is the Aaron Rodgers that people were hoping for when they drafted him early. Yeah, but now the the question comes, was this just the game against uh, Philly at home that he did this, or is this the Aaron Rodgers we can count on going forward? Yeah, it's probably more the matchup at home against Philly, and especially if Devontae Adams is out. I know it was a brief period, but they had a real problem trying to score without Devontae Adams in there. They sure did. It, it basically, Aaron Rodgers looked like he came to a halt when when Roger, when Adams went out, and that's going to be concerning going forward because, at, you know, there's probably a really good chance he's going to miss at least one game, if not more, with this turf toe. It really depends on what toe it's on and how much pain he can take. And this is where you get torn between being a fan and fantasy. I have Devontae Adams on at least three teams. They play the Cowboys next week. So uh, I guess fantasy comes first. All right, we'll talk more about the Packers side and start previewing the games ahead in week four when we continue full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Indeed knows finding the right hire takes time away from your business. Hiring a qualified data engineer felt like a second job. More job seekers use Indeed than any other site, so there's no better place to find someone with the skills you're looking for. I needed someone with a master's in computer science and database experience. Plus, Indeed screener questions help you find your shortlist fast. Now I'm back to having just one job. See why more than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits. Message and data rates may apply. Hi, I'm Frank Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right. Just text YOUTH to 321321 to get a complimentary bottle of award-winning Nugenics, the number one selling free testosterone booster at GNC. Its unique man-boosting formula is powered by Testofen, a patented key ingredient clinically researched to help a man feel stronger, leaner, more energetic, and more passionate. And guys, she'll like the difference too. Nugenics samples are not available in stores. To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details.
I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. But a lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is Andro 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435 888-400-0435 andro400.com Better man than I Back here it is full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network Adam Ronis along with Fantasy Taz We're here to 4 p.m. Eastern Taz will be here till 3 Do you want to risk Free wagers up to $1,000. Go to pointsbet.com slash grid and open up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers are rewarded by how much they win their bet. For example, if you had an Eagles money line bet in action last night with their 34-27 win over the Packers, you could have won up to seven times your money. That's pointsbet.com slash grid. Enter promo code grid and you get two risk-free bets up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. And I got to say, Taz, one of the good things about New Jersey, uh, I moved out here about three years ago, is being able to just go on my phone and place these wagers. So it's so funny because on yesterday's show, I said I like to the Eagles to cover and win straight up. I didn't wager on it, but I did last week, and I had a nice three-team parlay uh, where I needed Dallas to cover the 22, and thank goodness Tony Pollard scored late, and I was able to cash it. But uh, it is great to be in Jersey and be able to do the wagering and in, uh, in the sports book uh, right over here as well. Yeah, it's definitely a nice sports book, too, and absolutely a gorgeous place to visit if you've never been there. It definitely is a nice place to visit. Um, I got to ask you one question about Dallas from last week. It, it seemed to me, at least through like at least the first half, it seemed like Dallas was really trying their best to play down to Miami's level. Oh, yeah. I didn't think they played well at all in the first half. They picked it up in the second. But, yeah, Dak struggled. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, w- there's so much talk about how bad Miami is. And you have to wonder if it was in their head. They're at home. And it's only – I mean, they're professionals, but, you know, they're you do read and you see them getting outscored and pummeled, and maybe you do take them a little lightly. And uh, I, I was not happy because Miami, they, they were moving the ball down the field. They got in the red zone. They missed at least one field goal, maybe two. Uh, Preston Williams, I thought I, if that play was challenged, I don't know if they would have counted it, but it was close to a touchdown. So, yeah, Dallas did not play well last week. And goes to show you how bad Miami is. Dallas really didn't play good for a half, and they still won 31-6. 
Yeah, yeah, and that's it. You know, you, you start looking at like Vegas odds, and you see your team is you know uh, minus twenty one. It's kind of hard to get up for that kind of game. Meanwhile, the other guys on the, the other side of the field, while not being a good team, and they really don't want to win, a lot of those guys are still professionals and have egos of their own, and they still want to go out there and play, whether the team does or not. Yeah, and especially Josh Rosen, who's trying to show, hey, I'm a quarterback right, right. in the NFL. So, uh, and, you know, he did move the football for them, uh, but ultimately uh, they couldn't do much. For the Packers, you know, do you, it seems like maybe Aaron Jones owners caught a break last night. Unfortunately, Jamal Williams took a vicious hit and he was carted off, but he said he's okay. So we'll have to wait and see, but it was clear, and we saw it last week. Jamal Williams played more snaps than Aaron Jones, he had more touches than Aaron Jones. Williams was on the field to begin the game. Uh, he left, and then Aaron Jones got 13 carries for 21 yards and a touchdown. And again, the Eagles are very good against the run, so we're not surprised there. It took them way too long. I was tweeting about it, talking about it with my friend watching the game. Why aren't they getting Aaron Jones involved in the passing game? The run's not working. He did get six for 37, but still, ultimately, there's got to be concern here for Aaron Jones going forward, right? Oh, there's absolutely got to be concern. And look, I, I don't know what they're seeing to think that Jamal Williams is a better running back than Jones because I can't see it. I'm not saying Williams is terrible. He's good. He does what he needs to do. But Jones definitely has the bigger play upside. He just gives you more versatility, I think, than Williams does. Yeah, and I think most people believe that. But there's a lot of teams now. Maybe they just feel like, hey, we cannot give Aaron Jones 20 to 25 touches. They gave him 27 in week two. Uh, so, that's definitely a problem. Now, Geronimo Allison, zero in week one, uh, touchdown in week two, had two really nice catches in this game, but still only four targets, three for 52 and a touchdown. But if Adams is out, he's got to see more targets, right, and becomes irrelevant? Oh, absolutely he does, yeah. There's no doubt about it. He, he's definitely the guy who's going to step up and play with MVS uh, when, when they're only in two wide receiver sets, absolutely, if Adam misses any time. No doubt in my mind. And the funny thing about it is from last night is that touchdown that he scored, I'm pretty sure that ball was actually going to Jimmy Graham, and he just stepped in front of it and took it. Um, because if you look at the play, Jimmy Graham was like right behind him, moving exactly to the spot where the ball was going to be. And then all of a sudden, Allison comes right over and steals the ball in front of him. Hey, you know. It, not like Green Bay cares. They got the score, but, you know, it, it very easily could have been a two-touchdown game for Graham and another zero-nothing for Allison. Yeah, and that's uh, been rough for him, and I'm sure many people did not start him based on the uses so far this year. Let's take a look at some games here coming up this week, and the Chiefs are in Detroit taking on the Lions. The running back situation, Damian Williams didn't practice again, so he's probably out. He's out. McCoy. He is absolutely yeah, out. They They've did, named him yeah. out. Okay, so they have ruled him out. So LaShawn McCoy will get the bulk of the touches. Darrell Williams, though, is he someone that you see, is he viable this week? We saw he was impressive last week with nine carries and five receptions. He's absolutely viable this week. I think we're going to see the same two-headed monster again this week against the Detroit defense that hasn't been able to stop anybody on the ground so far. Uh, 28th in the league through three weeks. I know it's only three weeks, but we can only use the numbers we have in front of us. So for the first three weeks, they're number 28 against the run in the league. So both of these guys are in play as far as I'm concerned. They're both going to have their chances. And, you know, again, anytime you can have a piece of the Kansas City offense, you got to take that shot. The upside is just too big.
Yeah, it is. And we see it week in, week out. I always said it. Any tiebreakers and they're involving Chiefs players, you go with the Chiefs players. And I had a league with Saquon Barkley. I lost that on Goldman, and I did get Darrell Williams. So I'll have to plug him in there, and uh, hopefully he can continue to produce. I think the tough let, question. Let me, ask you, let me yeah. ask you a quick question, and this is a tough one. We actually talked about this on the Frenzy, but I want to ask your opinion. Um, somebody called in and asked for who to start this week, Adam Thielen, uh, Demarcus Robinson, or Curtis Samuel. Now, uh, normally that would seem like a very easy answer. Right. There's no way you're not going to start Adam Thielen. Right. I think most weeks you feel that way. Uh, it's going against the Bears, and obviously the – Vikings want to run the football a lot with Dalvin Cook. Will they have success? So it was Thielen, Samuel, and Robinson, right? Hmm. Right. Uh, I still might lean Thielen, but I don't feel great about it. What about you? I told the guy to go with Robinson just because of the upside. Thielen has been good. He's in you know low double digits every week, so he's been consistent. Same with Samuel. Samuel's actually coming off a good week. He had over 16 points, fantasy points last week. But I just think Robinson just has that upside that right now these two I don't feel have, at least not to the level he has. Heck, in week two, he had a 32-point game. Yeah, no, I completely understand it. I mean, if it was Diggs, I'd definitely leave him out. The pr- the thing is, though, I, I just, this cannot continue for Minnesota every week. It's two out of three games now where Cousins has thrown 10 passes and 21. That cannot continue. Those were two game scripts where they played from ahead. I don't see Minnesota blowing the Bears out this week, and maybe Dalvin Cook doesn't have as huge a game. I mean, he's so explosive. I'm not saying you don't play him. He can break a long run at any time. But I just can't see this continuing for Minnesota at this pace. I, I, I want to believe that. I really do. But, you know, I get people asking me questions, and you mentioned him, Stefan Diggs. What well, does anybody him. do with Stefan Diggs at this point? You're well, right. I see. You, gotta, you can't bench him until he does something. Well, here, okay, I mean, you so, have to bench him until he does something. Right. So, in an online championship, I have Diggs. I don't have better options. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play him, unfortunately. There's another league, though, where I have Diggs. I can start four receivers. I have Keenan Allen, uh, DJ Moore, Tyler Lockett. Christian Kirk, Terry McLaurin, who obviously has a hamstring issue. We're not sure if he's going to play. But in that situation, I'm not playing Diggs. Why should I? I mean, I, you yeah, know, right. I, I don't have to there. So it really depends on what you have. Now, obviously, in very deep leagues, it might be tough. But, yeah, it, Diggs is just in a, in a tough spot because Thielen's getting most of the target. It's so bad. Think about how bad that situation is. We're talking about two receivers who get the bulk of the targets in that offense, and we don't feel good about starting either one. How crazy is that? You're absolutely right, especially these two receivers who, you know, we know are two of the, one of the best combo of receivers in the league. These two guys are both explosive players and very good at what they do, and they're just not throwing enough for them to be consistent playmakers. I wouldn't be surprised if Diggs has a good game this week. And watch on Twitter on Sunday, everyone's complaining, oh, I benched Diggs, and now he does something. I just, when everyone just goes that one way, I just, I don't know. And it's not based on anything except the gut feeling. I just have yeah. a feeling Diggs is going to have a good game this week, and he'll be on the bench for many people, including myself in that one league I just alluded to. So, Yeah, absolutely. But, but that happens. And you know what? It really comes down to you got to ask yourself the question, are you okay if you bench him and he goes off? Well, for me, in this situation, I would be okay if I bench him and he goes off because at least he's showing signs of life moving forward. 
I agree. Like in that league that I just told you about with those receivers, I will have no regrets. I'll be like, it was the right call. I have to go with the guys who are producing. Uh, and if he has a great game, good. Now at least maybe they take a step forward and it was just a small three-game sample. Because, again, that's what pe- people are not realizing, or maybe people do. <laughs> a 10 attempts in an NFL game, that's like a high school yeah. quarterback. That's even – yeah, that's like a high school quarterback number. And some high school quarterbacks don't even throw 10 passes. And then 21, but they were up big in both games – at home. So if they're in that game script, that's the way they're going to play. The question is, are they going to be in that game script against Chicago this week? I don't think so. Well, especially in Chicago. I get that. Right. Now, whether they move the football, he might he might have 35 pass attempts this week and complete 13. That's a different story. But at the same time, Vegas also has them, at least the last time I checked, is an over-under of 38, which I think is the lowest on the board this week. Yeah. No, I, most – most money's coming, probably going to come in on the under on that. So uh, you'd expect that with the way those two teams play and especially the way the offense has looked, for sure. All right, lots more ahead. We'll continue to look at some of the games upcoming this weekend as we get you set to dominate in week four and set your lineups. Lots of question marks this week, lots of big injuries. We'll continue previewing the games. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners, everything is done to the highest standards possible. We understand what kind of investment owning a vehicle can be. So we do everything possible to help you protect it. We don't take shortcuts, and we never make concessions when it comes to quality. For everything from cargo liners to cleaning and detailing supplies to mud flaps and car covers, the one place you need to go is WeatherTech.com. So if you are familiar with our floor liners, just imagine how well the rest of our products will work for you. Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call 1-800-CARMATS, WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America. Maurice Allen, 2015-2016 European Long Drive Tour Champion, 2017 World Number One. Me personally, I keep my game face on me all the time. Especially coming out of the bunker, leaving the range, or even leaving the course. What's your story? Go to GameFaceGrooming.com for all your athletic facial wipes and body cleansing needs. Money Now 100 is not a lender, broker, or agent of any lender or financial advisor. We do not make loans or credit decisions. You must be 18 years or older and a U.S. resident to qualify. This is not an offer or solicitation to lend. I went to MoneyNow100.com and got the $5,000 I needed deposited in my account the next business day. If you need money for any reason, help is here. Go to MoneyNow100.com and get the money you need. Need to 
pay off credit card debt? Go to MoneyNow100.com. Need your car repaired? Need home improvement money? Visit MoneyNow100.com. If you need fast cash for any reason, go to MoneyNow100.com. Good, bad, or no credit at all? Go to MoneyNow100.com. You could get up to $5,000 as soon as the next business day. Go to MoneyNow100.com on your phone, tablet, or computer. Type in the address bar MoneyNow100.com. That's MoneyNow100.com. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBet also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon as we get set for week four. And let's go to Hank in Florida. Hank, what's up? Just calling to see and get your opinion. Who are you guys starting in a full-point PPR, LaShawn McCoy or Devontae Freeman? What do you think, Taz? That's an easy one for me. I'm going with McCoy. Uh, Freeman hasn't looked like I expected him to look. Heck, that offense really hasn't looked the way I expected it to look. They get a lot of garbage time points, but that doesn't help Freeman. Uh, Because of that, I got to go with McCoy just because this Kansas City offense just gives him so many more opportunities. Yeah, and a lot of people got burned last week. If they were following the pregame reports, there was talk that McCoy looked like he was second or third in the pecking order based on warm-ups, and I know a lot of people took him out, and then McCoy played and had the two touchdowns. And, yeah, you just want a piece of this Chiefs offense, and it looks like Ito Smith potentially could be back. Freeman played 90% of the snaps last week, and we didn't see that in the first couple weeks with Ito Smith there. So, uh, yeah, I think you go with McCoy and this Chiefs offense, just the way they're rolling right now, and to me – until I see them stopped or limited, uh, I'm going to keep rolling pretty much anyone I have out there every single week. 10-4, thank you. No problem. Uh, All, right. All right. Yeah, you know, the, the key with Kansas City that uh, sometimes people have a, a question with, and there are people that have both, McCole Hartman and Demarcus Robinson. Like, how do you choose between those guys? Well, I, yeah, that's – I mean, it literally is a coin flip each and every week, and it will stay that way. really comes down to who gets the big play and scores. Uh, but they both have that opportunity each and every week. So I, I, I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't want that situation. At one point, I'd wait till one of them has a great week, and then I would sell that one and keep the other one just because you could get something for that one. Trying to figure out which one each and every week is nothing but a nightmare. And by the way, the Chargers have ruled out Justin Jackson with the calf injury and Mike Williams also with the back injury, which is not good because he had the knee a couple weeks ago, but he has a history of back issues. So, yes, he does. They're playing Miami. Do you think this is more cautionary here? But it's the Chargers. Like, they play down to the level of competition. I think they win, but I don't know. I don't think teams do that. You know, people will say, oh, they're playing Miami, they don't need them. I don't think teams think like that. Do you? I think they do in some instances when they know they're going to need him later on in the year and he's iffy at this point. Why not? If you can't beat Miami at this point without Mike Williams, then you have a lot more problems than just Mike Williams. 
That is also true. Uh, let's take a look at Tennessee and Atlanta for this weekend. And uh, is there anyone that you feel good on the Tennessee side outside of Derrick Henry and Delaney Walker, who is dealing with a knee issue, but it looks like he's going to play? Um, there's not really anybody I trust on a weekly basis. I might say, you know, I take a flyer on, in DFS on Adam Humphreys after they finally got him involved last week. But, no, there's not really a, a ton I really like in this offense, at least not to be a consistent every week player. Calvin Ridley's coming off a really bad game. So, you know how people are, oh, I got to bench this guy. Can I play him? I mean, we saw this, too, from Ridley last year where there were some games where he was quiet. Anything to be concerned about or just one of those days where he just uh, didn't have a good matchup, bad game? Yeah, I think more of that than the other. I mean, again, like you said, he had more bad games last year than he actually had good games, and that's just the way it worked out. He was a rookie. We expect that. But he's still only in year two. You know, in preseason, there were people ready to crown him the new number one in Atlanta, and he's going to be the guy that takes over for Julio. And guess what, guys? That ain't happening yet. Uh, Might happen soon, in a few years maybe, but it ain't happening yet. He still has a lot to learn. He's still a big play guy. And if he doesn't get that big play, he's not going to do a lot of damage. This game, it's going to be tough. Tennessee's secondary is pretty damn good. Yeah, they have played pretty well on the defensive side. The uh, Browns are traveling to Baltimore to take on the Ravens. And the Browns' offense has just not looked good. Uh, This is not what people expected. They really struggled. The offensive line's been an issue and a lot of people been an issue <laughs> major problem uh, a lot of people want to either i've seen people asking me to cut baker mayfield i mean it's been that bad do you i've think, seen people drop baker mayfield you've already seen it wow yeah i have already seen it um look it, it is that bad because what we saw last week was that baker was running out of clean pockets into pressure because he didn't trust that o line so now it's in his head um, he, he's not, you know, he's not reading what's actually there. He's just thinking, oh, you know, three seconds, I got to get out of the pocket and move no matter what. And that's not a good, good role for him. He needs to be in that pocket. He needs to play from that pocket. That's where he does, you know, a good amount of his damage in that pocket. And if he's not trusting that pocket, uh, at all, then it, it's just terrible at this point. And then you got to wonder, you know, if they keep continuing to play as bad as they have been, you know, at what point does... Beckham break down at one point does he start becoming Beckham again and if he does does he take Landry with him please don't say that I have Beckham in uh, only one league but it's an important money league so I can't have that from Beckham Uh, but I was worried I thought the expectations were so high for the Browns like everyone was anointing them I'm like can we see them perform first I know they had a good second half last year but we knew that the offensive line issues were there in the preseason uh, I think there was just high expectations for this team, and we're seeing that there's some glaring weaknesses here. There are. And, you know, the fact of the matter is they traded one of their best offensive linemen to the Giants. I mean, they did get Olivia Vernon out of it, who's an excellent pass rusher, no doubt. But Kevin Zeitler was, you know, an excellent guard for them. And now actually picking up the play of the, the Giants offensive line. So everybody who, who, you know, came off crying about that trade last year, maybe it wasn't as bad as they thought. Yeah, certainly feels that way now. Lamar Jackson, you know, it was parades for him the first two weeks. Not as good last week, although from a fantasy perspective, he still got it done because of his rushing. The Browns are banged up in the secondary. They could be without a couple of their starters as well. Do you just go back to Lamar Jackson this week? 
I have no problem going with Lamar Jackson this week. Like you said, he, he can beat you both ways. We saw that. You know, in, in week one, he did it with his arm. Week two, he did it with his legs. Last week, he did a combination. So, you know, he's always got that in him that he could do it with you. So I, I don't really have too much of an issue with Lamar Jackson, you know, pretty much at, at all this year. I just think the kid is just going to get it done no matter what. How about Marquise Brown? You know, last week, just two catches for 49 yards. Look, he did get the targets. He's got 22 targets over the last two weeks. You know, people were concerned about the limited snaps of week one, and it's showing that he's a full-time player. Do you just run him out there because of his upside, and especially with this uh, Browns secondary potentially missing some key starters? I do, especially at home, Baltimore. That gives them a little added edge. So I do. I, I think that Brown is a guy that, in most instances, again, it always depends on what your options are. Uh, you didn't draft him to be a starter. There's nobody that drafted him to be a starter. He's just played that way in two out of three weeks. So, you know, you probably have other options. But, I, you know, at this point, he has so much upside, and it's clear that uh, Jackson likes throwing to him. He feels, you know, there's definitely a rapport there. And I think that's just going to keep playing out. We knew – Hollywood Brown was a playmaker coming out of college. We knew the injuries were a concern. It seems to be that he's finally fully healthy. And, you know, at that point, we know he's going to be a playmaker and he's, he's going to have up and down weeks. He's still a rookie. Yeah. And, you know, I always say this, and I'm, I'm sure you probably feel the same way. We're always trying to learn from mistakes. And I was taking Marquise Brown in early drafts. Like I took him in the FSGA draft late June. And then as we got closer to the season and the reports were positive, started going more towards Miles Boykin. Obviously, that was a mistake in hindsight. And I have to under, uh, remember just, hey, stick with the talent. Yeah, he's coming off the list, Frank. But just stick with the talent because we knew Brown had this playmaking ability. I mean, is that something that happens to you too where you kind of change your mind a little bit based on something that happens and, and you just have to learn from it? Oh, absolutely. Look, you got to remember that while Brown was out, every beat writer was – extolling the virtues of Miles Boykin and how good he looked and how well he was playing and, you know, defenses couldn't cover him. So, you know, there was, there was reason to believe that he's on the field getting it done. Meanwhile, Brown has his injury that can't get him on the field. There's got to be concern. Even coming into week one, there was a lot of concern, you know, whether or not he could stay healthy uh, coming back from that so quickly. And obviously he has. But, you know, it, it hits us all. Like you said, you mentioned it before with McCoy. Last week, at the very last minute, they came out and said Darrell Williams was starting. Well, I was one of those ones who thought, oh, man, if they're starting Williams, then McCoy can't be as, as healthy as they were leading us to believe. And, you know, maybe he's going to be very limited in this one. And uh, in two leagues, I had to take him out because I, I went a different direction. And, of course, that didn't work for me. Uh, but I, there were a couple of leagues I did have to start him because I had no choice. But, uh, you know, it's just the way it is. It's just you, you get information. You can only deal with the information you get. And sometimes that information is just wrong. Yeah, and unfortunately, you make a decision on it and you kick yourself because I saw a lot of people saying that, like, oh, why did I take McCoy out? I shouldn't have listened. Him. But it could have turned out that maybe they were right. So that's, that's the thing. Yeah, right. You're, you just never know. So right. you got to go with the information you have. Right, exactly, and that's that. That's the bottom line. Uh, Josh Jacobs, you know, everyone was excited week one. They played from ahead. So we really didn't know, okay, is he going to be involved in the passing game because I think people were expecting him to be a three-down back, and we really haven't seen it. Now, I know he was dealing with an illness last week. I think Gruden made a comment that they need to get him more involved in the passing game. Is this a good spot for Jacobs, and do you think he'll finally start seeing some targets? 
Oh, I, I think so. I, I mean, when your head coach comes out and says that, you, you want to believe that's the truth. I mean, let's face it. Um, he, last week he only had 10, 10 rushing uh, downs against the Vikings, of course. You know, he averaged 4.4 yards a carry. Not bad, but 10 yard ten attempts isn't going to do anything for anybody, especially when he's not getting any targets. So yeah, they definitely think they need to get him more involved in the passing game, especially with Tyrell Williams not being 100%. Uh, we do uh, not. We're not sure about T.Y. Hilton's status. Uh, it's, he's going to be a game time decision, and I think people are asking themselves, "All right, well, if Hilton's out, who's going to benefit?" We kind of haven't had a clear cut option. Uh, we saw him sit out the second half. Pascal and Campbell played the same amount of snaps. I say Paris Campbell. I just think he's the best talent. He could play the slot. It's a good matchup, but it is definitely a little bit risky. Is there? Are, would you roll with one of those receivers if Hilton's out between Campbell, Kane, and Pascal, or do you avoid it for now? I'm going to avoid it like the plague. Um, <laughs> it's really going to come down to who gets lucky and who scores. Outside of that, it's going to be so hard to know which one of these guys is going to step up without him there. I think both tight ends get a lot more involved, uh, Ebron and Doyle, but I, I don't think I could trust the wide receivers. If I had to take a shot, I might do Pascal just because he has a, a little bit more of a history for the team and stepped up pretty well for them last year when they needed him. Yeah, I do think the tight ends will play a bigger role. I'm actually playing Doyle with Kittle on a bye. Uh, Buffalo getting their test against New England. Uh, John Brown's got a tough matchup. Is there anyone on Buffalo that you would play here? Uh, yeah, Devin Singletary plays, I'll, I'll play him just because I think they'd have to get him involved in the p short passing game to do anything here. And, you know, you're, you're saying that Buffalo's getting tested, finally getting tested this week. Well, basically so is the Patriots. Um, you know, they, it, they faced Pittsburgh in week one who looked atrocious. Then they had Miami. Then they had the Jets with Luke Falk. So this might be the first actual test the actual Patriots get, especially going on the road into Buffalo. So, you know, I know the Patriots are favored by seven. Last I saw, it might be changed by now. Every time I say a, a number, people send me tweets and, oh, it's now it's seven and a half. Yeah. Guys, it changes <laughs> so freaking quick. It is what it is. Last time I saw it was minus seven. Uh, but it is going to be a little bit more of a test for the Patriots. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. I see minus seven as well. It sounds like Jim is tempting to take the bills here, getting the points at home. Is that what I'm feeling here? I like home dogs. Mm. Home dogs are really nice. And, you know, it, it it's more like I would be tempted to use this as part of a teaser. Okay, well, look, I think we'd all love to see Buffalo win this game and go to 4-0, uh, but they haven't really been tested either. So keep that. No, no, I agree. I agree. I all agree. Right, we'll well, that's come, what everybody's saying. <laughs> we'll come back and we'll wrap it up previewing some more games here on Full-Time Fantasy. Do you want two risk-free wagers up to $1,000? If so, go to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a PointsBet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and you'll get two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. In addition to traditional betting, PointsBets also offers its own betting concept where customers, they're rewarded by how much they win their bet. That's pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Enter the promo code GRID and get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over. New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Keith Evans. 
I believe every child is entitled to a complete and inspiring education. Music education programs in our schools help kids learn, socialize, gain confidence, and stay in school. But they need your help to survive. Mr. Holland's Opus Foundation gives school music programs the instruments they need to make this opportunity available to every student who wants to play. With your help, we can keep music alive in our schools and give all kids the education they deserve. Visit mhopus.org now to find out how you can help. Were you scammed into signing a timeshare contract? And did you miss the part that said you have to pay for your great idea? Not only for the rest of your life, but when you're not here anymore, you get to pass this turkey onto your family for them to pay for the rest of their lives. Thanks, Dad. Don't burden your family down the road, and don't be stuck with expensive timeshare payments forever. Get out of your bad idea, timeshare contract, guaranteed, or pay nothing. Call Resort Release today and learn for free how their timeshare exit team can help you legally exit your timeshare contract they've helped thousands of people and they're a plus rated with a bbb so if you feel scammed get mad and get out of your expensive timeshare contract right now guaranteed call n-o-w 800-804-7060 800-804-7060 that's 800-804-7060 the Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Join the family at Modell Sporting Goods. Visit your nearest Modells and sign up for our MVP rewards program to receive insider deals all year round. Earn points on every purchase when you use your MVP card to earn Modell's cash back. It's our way of thanking you for being a loyal customer. Upon signing up, receive 10% off your purchase and 15% off your next purchase. It's that simple. Plus, new MVPs this month are eligible to win a $500 Modell's gift card. When you got to play more and pay less, you got to go to Mo's. Back here, full-time fantasy, Adam Ronis along with Fantasy Taz here until 4 p.m. Eastern on a Friday afternoon. We'll get you set preview in week four. We'll get to a lot of the injury news coming up because there are some significant injuries and it's going to have an impact. We were looking at the uh, Bills and Patriots. Uh, the big question here is Sony Michelle. I mean, what do you do? I mean, he has not looked good. He's averaging 2.4 yards per carry. We've seen more Rex Burkhead. You know, obviously he salvaged two of his weeks with a touchdown, but... Uh, what it, what's wrong with Sony Michelle here? Uh, I just don't think they're giving him enough consistent opportunity. You know, it, it, to me, he's the kind of guy that, you know, needs to play more to build up that steam, to get going, to get in a groove. And he just hasn't had that opportunity. Um, and that's the bigger part for me. He might very well get it in this one, but even there, I mean, James White, I think is going to be heavily involved in this going up against a, a pretty tough, buff, pretty tough Buffalo defense. How about Josh Gordon? Uh, probably my guess is he sees Tredavious White, uh, who's done a good job this year. Does, is that enough to scare you, or do you still say, hey, Gordon, even with this tough matchup, a good wide receiver three? Uh, yeah, he's still a decent wide receiver three, but I'll tell you, I have a couple of leagues where I'm actually playing Dorsett over him this week just because of that reason. 
Yeah, Darsett's interesting. He was still available in some waiver wires this past week, and he was picked up. I mean, look, whenever he's been on the field with Tom Brady and Brown's been out, man, he's been very good. Yeah, no, absolutely. And the two, you know, look, the, when Brown was there week two, everybody else suffered, no doubt. But in the other two games, he had, what, 25 and a half points in week one and 18 and a half points in week three. Uh, so this is a game, you know, if Travavius White is absolutely covering Gordon, that, you know, Dorsett could absolutely eat in this one. Pretty sure Dorsett has more points than Gordon at this point. Uh, yeah, I would think he that might be the case. He's got three touchdowns. So uh, Yeah, right, right. Yeah, right? so yeah, he definitely has more points, yes. That is the case for sure. So he was a valuable pickup. Maybe some people picked him up uh, the week before for cheap. We always talk about that, getting those guys. Maybe if you read the tea leaves and said, hey, this doesn't look good for Antonio Brown. There were people that did pick him up for cheap that week. Lots more ahead. We have one more hour to go. We'll talk some DFS at the end of the next hour, and we'll go over a lot of the injuries, some big players missing games, find out who it is and what it means for fantasy as we continue full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network.